0: Yesterday, we went to the Spice Conference. We lost about, we brought 17 ladies. I don't even think there's... (laughs) Some of them just worshipped a little too hard. Um, It was an amazing time. It always is. Every year, um, one of the ladies came up and said, do you guys know that Hesperia signs up before even people that go to this church that we're like the first people like as soon as it opens up we're like bam drop downs every one of us so because we know when we go there what we're going to get we're going to bring back a good word you know it's a they have you know living water there we're going to take it with us we're going to bring it here and we're going to continue with um the wisdom that they had so for all you guys i know you said you didn't get to go so i decided that i would take all of the teachings from the weekend, and I will do a mashup. I'm gonna rap it too. No, I'm just joking. <laughs> Matt about passed out in the front row. Those of you who don't know, I'm a rapper in training. Uh, <laughs> no, but I thought you know what? They need to know why we're so excited. And this morning, I was with Michelle. She's over there right now. But um, and. And I said, I don't think so. She's like, no, it's, I don't think so, babe. And I was like, these guys need to know why we're saying the things we're saying, why we're like, you know, we're excited. And they're just like, all we did was throw flour into a fire and make fireballs all weekend um, with our small children. So um is anybody for next year, we're going to get a babysitter for them? Have we decided that? That we'll make sure that um, all of our kids come back with their eyebrows, eyelashes, um, things like that. I, Yet, only because you ran out of flour. (laughs) Yet. (laughs) So we had a great weekend. You guys had a great weekend. Um, And we want to share. You know what? One of the first things we talked about was repetition is learning. Okay. If you guys have had a two-year-old and you have a TV, you may have 500 DVDs but they're watching VeggieTales, the same one, the first 15 minutes of it, over and over and over till you hide that CD or break it and say that somebody stepped on it, right? Because if you watch that again, but you know what? They can say every single word from it, right? Because that repetition, they're learning. That's how you learn. That's how little kids learn, and they do it. You know, they don't just come one day and decide, oh, I'm, I'm eight months old, I'm going to talk and say, hello, mother, how are you today? I just I am so glad that you have taken care of me and changed my diaper and feed me. That is not how it works, right? they got to start with syllables. You know, everything is mom. mom. Mom, 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 They're happy, it's mom. They're mad, it's mom. That's the only word they got. They're hungry, mom. They're tired, mom, 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 mom. You know, until they learn dad. And then anything fun is da-da, 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 da right? Yeah, children. So <laughs> repetition is learning. So that's the same way with God's Word. When we, the more we pray, you know, the more we seek Him, um, the more we praise Him, you know, worship. Some people are like, oh, worship. It's like, oh, I have to stand here for 20 minutes, or I have to sit here, you know, and it's like, no, Praise. Knowing how to pray. It becomes instinctive. It's like breathing. We don't think about, okay, Sarah, I got to set my alarm to make sure I breathe. You know, have my alarm going off every half a second so I remember to take a breath. Right? We don't do that. You know, we don't think about, oh, I need to, you know, hopefully you you don't have to think about, you know, I got to, you know, put my feet down when I step out of bed. I did try that once. Um, I thought I could just get out of bed without moving my legs. Did not work. Okay? So those are things that you've done it so long that it's just normal. Like, you ever drive somewhere and you're like tired and then you wake up and you think, you're, you almost feel like you're sleeping when you're driving and you're like, how did I get here? <laughs> you know? Because your brain's like, you've driven this a thousand times. It's like, you don't really need me right now. You know where you're going. So it becomes natural. It becomes instinctive we need to have that with god's word immediately when someone says i'm sick you're like i don't even you know what it's okay because god god is such a great healer you know man i really have this need in my life it's okay because god says he's a provider it's the first thing it's instinctive like i don't even have to worry about it because instinctively god's word is in me it's coming out of me and that's my first response instead of what am i gonna do you know what i mean oh my gosh that is how we need to be with god's word so we need to be like a two-year-old Watching that VeggieTales movie, which we haven't watched VeggieTales in a lot of years because, you know, I'm like anybody that knows me with the movie Aladdin, first movie I ever bought. I was 12 years old, and I know every single word to that movie. I watched it with the preschoolers, and I could say every word, and I'm like, this is... I think I've watched this a few times. That repetition, you learn that. I know what's coming next. I know what's going to happen. I know the same with God's Word. When you have it in you and it becomes repetitive, it's like, yeah, that's what God does. That's how He works. That's what He's going to do. I don't even have to wonder. I don't have to look it up. You know, The more you seek God, the more that's going to come out. We need to, make it of, we need to make it part of who we are and focused, you know, yes. focus our needs. From being selfish, like, it's about me, and what am I going to do? And, um, you know, we're thinking, well, I don't really like coming to church, or, or I don't really want to get up, or I don't really have the time. You know, they, they make more money than me, so, it, so, you know, of course I can't do this, or, you know what I mean? And quit making it about selfish, but we do need to be selfful. That means taking care of ourselves. Building on what God said and what he is saying about you. Repetitive. what does he say about me? Sometimes I wake up, I know only women feel this way, probably. You wake up, you put something on, you're like, gross. You know? You put something else on, you're like, I'm a princess, you know? I put heels on because no matter what, it makes me look better. I sometimes will just put my pajamas on and wear heels around because I'm like, look how beautiful you look in here. You know, they're my go to. They make me taller, you know. And so I need to take sometimes we forget what God says about us. You know? God's like, I'm not really worried about your body so much. You're only gonna have that for like a very short time in your life. Take care of it, but you know what? If that's your only focus, we gotta we gotta start doing some new repetitive things. He's saying, I want you to be self. Think about how to take care of yourself. How to build on what I'm saying about you, what I said about you. You know, be confident that God is leading you and guiding you and directing you, that He loves you and He never stops choosing you. We know that divorce happens because at one point somebody stops choosing somebody every day. They snored too many times at night. I'm choosing to go sleep on the couch. You know, every day when they're driving you nuts and, and you're choosing them, you know, things change. They change. The best advice I ever heard is, guys, if, you, if you're looking for a thin wife, you know what? You better get a real thin one because all the Coke bottles eventually turn into two liters because they give you babies. They take care of your children. They have, you know what, they, women, that's just the way it is guys ate five pizzas they're fine you know but he's saying take care of you you know we need to choose we choose our spouses and eventually there's times when people quit choosing well i don't like that about you anymore and god says i never do that with you when you turn into the coke bottle i say i like coke you know god always chooses you When you you ever do something dumb and the moment it comes out of your mouth or you say it, you're like, oh my gosh. And God's like, hey, hey, that was crash and burn, but I still choose you, you know? I still choose you. God always chooses us. But he says, hey, we get a choice. He says, I want you to choose me too. I want you to choose me. I won't have any crash and burns, so you know it's like a done deal. Everything I'm going to do for you is going to be good. Every time you come and meet with me, it's going to be amazing. You know, every time you have a need, I'm going to meet it. You know, he's like, I don't do the crash and burn, but I want you to choose me. And he said, you know what else? Did you notice that you're not alone on this planet? There are other humans. Did you know that? You know, he's like, I kind of did that for a reason, because i want you to have connection i want you to choose other people god never made us to be alone he that was like one of the first things coming he said you know what it's not good for a man to be alone you know what i'm gonna give him a wife and you know what else then i'm gonna give him children then i'm gonna say fruitful multiply we need people god saying you need each other so he says you need to choose him we need to choose connection with people you know that means being vulnerable if you have to someone knows your life They sometimes, you know, know the good and the bad things about you. Mm -hmm. We all have them. Like sometimes I was talking to someone yesterday, and they were like, that's really great. I said, and we were talking about Matt, and I said, he's so awesome. You know, I said, I'm just really lucky because I don't think anyone else would choose me because I'm a brat. And they're like, I don't see that about you. I said, well, you need to hang out with me more because I know I can be a brat, (laughs) you know. And um, that means being vulnerable. Like this is what... Sometimes sharing a life story, sharing something, bringing back that aspect of true connection. We kind of live in this convenient drive through life. It's kind of trumped what God put us here and what he created us for. Um, you have fast food, you have drive-ins, you know, um, drive throughs People have work from home now. You have Facebook. You can do your whole life from one room and not even see people for months if you wanted to. If you had a bathroom connected to it, okay, you could you could literally never leave your house for months, weeks, years if you wanted to because you can have food delivered to your house, any item, Amazon anything you can think of and even things you can't. Amazon can get to your house in two days with prime. You know what I mean? food I don't want to it's so hard like open the door of my car and like Get out, like, like I was so excited because I like just download the app for Subway, like, ooh, I don't even have, I just beep, pop, boop, have it pick it up in 15 minutes, you know? It's like, oh, I don't even have to talk to them on the phone because they never give me enough cucumbers and pickles, you know? And now there's just this little bar that I can slide that says more. Um, but you know, I don't have to talk to them. But then it didn't work, and I ended up having to talk to them, you know, which, which is because we forget that like God made us for connection. And then when we get around people, we don't know how to talk to people. We are like, hey, so yeah. I had a guy that I met at the hotel, not the redhead. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. And it was it was a um, it was a church group and we were sitting there talking. And you know, Sue's not here today. She had she had to she had to share a room with me, so I give her permission to not be here today, (laughs) but you know, and she starts talking to this guy, and and she's talking, and then as soon as she says, yeah, this is, you know, my pastor's wife, and and they lead, and he looked at me like, women are supposed to lead, and he got up, and he walked about this far (laughs) away, and just stood away from me, (laughs) it was hilarious, and I couldn't quit laughing, of course, that probably wasn't the right choice that I made, but you know, I'm thinking, that would be an awesome moment to be able to connect. Like you're in like a public place with all these people. I mean, we're down at the breakfast thing and you have parents coming in and out that are like have their kids all dressed up for like dance, you know, like these people you know, you would have an awesome opportunity just to connect with people, like look at them. Sometimes when I'm at the store, I'm looking through my wallet or my card and putting stuff, and God says, I want you to just look at the cashier and I'm like, Oh yeah, I never even I never even looked up at you. I never said hi, you know what I mean? Uh, that type of thing so he's saying we need to bring back that type of connection the church was never made to be like that we need each other and we need to be vulnerable um, with each other and we learned this weekend that that takes bravery you know sitting in the front row you know you guys (laughs) i know she can't run away still so you know, going up to, you know what, sometimes those little things, because we say, I don't care what people think about me. Yes, you do, and so do I. Yeah. Except with the exception of Matt. He really doesn't care what people think about him. <laughs> he just doesn't, you know. I, I aspire to be like that. I'm not doing the But, you know, it's kind of like, what are they going to think about me? Are they going to like me? You know what? I don't want them to like me, you know. How many of you guys have done that? Like, you went out to make people not like you? <laughs> I'm really good at that, you know. Um and things like that. So he's saying we need to be vulnerable. It takes bravery to step out and say what God is saying, do what God is doing and be who God says you are. That takes bravery. You know, when everyone else is complaining about their life and they're just living in their circumstances and you come in, boom, joy, you know. And everyone's like, "Oh, I have this sickness, I have this pain. I've had like this like crazy sense of since I I keep having, I'm not allergic to anything, and I keep breaking out with these rashes. I'm like, I don't even care. I'm not even thinking about that. Like, you know what? I am just healed. You know, people, you know, if I say that, people are thinking, oh, but just rub this cream. You know, and I I did take, you know, I finally listened, and I took Benadryl. (laughs) I don't do well with medicine, you guys. I never take medicine. My body says, you don't need that, or it just doesn't like it. And it said for an adult take 2 Matt my loving husband knows that I can't do my, I need so if if it's for an adult I need to take a dosage for like a 2-year-old child But I was like in so much like not thinking and I'm like oh and he's like you're taking 2 and I said yeah that's what it says and I took 2 It was just really bad do not I've never taken Benadryl my whole life and I was like okay so I was really fun in but, you know, it takes that bravery to be like, yeah, like I just overdosed on Benadryl. I'm telling people, you know, I said, but God, you know, I know God is just going to bring that in. And it, it hasn't really bothered me. And I'm just like, you know what? I'm not, I'm not going to have any, it's not going to go any further. I'm not going to have any problems with breathing, you know. And it takes bravery to step out and be like, you know what? I don't need to do what everyone says I need to do and take this and do that. And you know what I mean? No, I know what God's doing in my life. That's just a little side story about being being brave is being like, okay, what am I going to do with what God has said around people who don't know what God has said? You know what I mean? When everyone is like talking about this lifestyle or talking about this, are you just going to agree because... Mm, it's kind of scary to be in there and be like, no, that's just not, that is really great that you know, you're know you bold with that. You know what I'm bold with? I'm going to talk about what God did for me. I'm going to talk about who Jesus is. I'm going to talk about why my life is full of joy and crazy, and I'm up jumping on the bed doing flips at 1 o'clock in the morning. How many of you guys had that kind of crazy weekend? I know the guys did. Right? You know? Um, because God's saying, step out, be brave. I'm going to read um, Psalms 139, if you want to go there. Um, 23. it says, "Search me, O God, and know my heart. Test me and know my anxious thoughts. Point out anything in me that offends you and lead me along the path of everlasting life." saying, "Hey God, I don't want anyone to know what's in here. Sometimes my thoughts are not, you know how I think about myself, you know? Sometimes the way we think about ourselves sets, sets, you know, the scale for how we think about other people. Like, women especially, we judge ourselves against everybody. We say we don't, but we know we're looking like, okay, she's shorter than me, she's taller than me. Okay, how many kids has she had? Because I look like this, and she's had eight children. You know, And we start looking, is my hair too long? Is my hair too short? What do I look like with glasses? What do I look like without glasses? Well, it doesn't matter if I look like without glasses because I can't see you. Um, So maybe I need to stop wearing my glasses. Um, But I'm saying, God, search me. Take out the things that you didn't say about me. Take out the things that I have believed as a lie. Take out the anxiousness I feel about talking about who you are. Living who you are in my life. Search me. You lead me. Point out the things that offend you in me. I know there's some things that God's like, Sarah, that's offensive to me even. <laughs> you know? Because because it's not his heart. And if my heart is connected to his heart through Jesus, man, that's gonna be offend that you know two separate things like that are not gonna go together. He's he's saying I'm saying, God show me. Show me the areas where I need to be brave, where I need to not be the shy, timid, feeling sorry for myself and all about what I want. So lead me. What do you, I don't want to go down this path that I have because I don't know where it's going. And God's saying, I have everlasting path and I know where it's going. Get on here. You know, we need to break... Some of these glass ceilings. Have you guys heard that? Like, I just have a job that has a glass ceiling. I just have a glass ceiling in my life. I've had that a lot of times where people are like, I really like you when you're in this box, Sarah. I have never been able to stay in a box. That's a problem that I have. Even if it's a good box, I just don't like to be in a box. You know? And so people like to put these glass ceilings. Um, I remember when we first started youth and there would be, you know, a group of girls. Everyone go, oh, you guys didn't even do it. I said, everyone go, what? you know who I'm talking about, right? You know those girls, right? So they had come to youth. And they were friends, okay? Frenemies, I don't know if that's, so like the one girl would be like, you have such a beautiful voice, it's almost as good as mine, you know? And the other one would be like, you're so pretty, you're almost as skinny as me. And I was like, like, you know what I mean? That glass ceiling, like, I'm going to give you a compliment, but you're not going past here. You're really good, but I know, you know, you're, you'll be there. You know, you'll be here someday, you know. You'll you'll get there. You're still growing and learning, you know. But they won't ever give you, like, yeah, you're, you're going there, and you're doing this, and you're amazing. I know, you know what I mean? They kind of put you in that, like, of course, you know, well, she just has this, you know. She's, she's okay in school, but, you know, she has this and this and this. So, you know, she's never going to be, you know, here. And we get these glass ceilings that confine us, and we start believing them. Yeah. You know what they told? I always tell parents, do not always listen to what the teachers tell you. I know, and I work in a school. I'm a teacher. Because I look, if I would have listened, if my mom would have listened to what they would have said about me, I had sensory issues. They would have had me in, like, you know, um, tell me what it's called. No. Special Ed. Special Ed. You know? You know, I couldn't read at all. Because I had dyslexia really bad. Okay? And then I had, like, social anxiety issues. I couldn't talk to people. I know. Everyone would go, (gasps) oh! Yeah, I could. You know, I had a lot of issues, a lot of issues. And they kept saying, we're going to have to hold her back. She's just not that smart. My IQ is amazing, and I can, like, speed read. You know, as soon as I figured out, I'm like, you know what? I don't know, but all this, I keep writing but and put. That's not what it should say. And I figured it out on my own when I was in second grade. They held me back. I was in remedial reading. I had to, like, walk down the hall of shame, you know, as all the kids are like going out for recess and you're like, yeah, I'm going to remedial reading, you know. And I thought I wasn't smart, you know, because that's the glass ceiling. And they said that to me and all through elementary they did that. Luckily I had a good mom who was like, nope, I don't care, she's not being held back. By the time I got to junior high, I had some amazing teachers They're like, you can do anything. I Graduated with a 4.0 and I never did homework. Literally, you guys. I graduated, I went to college for two years and I was on the present list. I never got a B in college and I didn't even go to class. You know? Um, And I look at him thinking, people put that glass ceiling for a long time. They said, You can't read. You're not that smart. They told my mom, Just some kids just aren't that smart. You know? I mean, because that was, you know, she's just, she just, um, she's not going to ever really be able to socialize properly. You know? If they could see me now. (laughs) You know, but that was that glass ceiling. They said, oh, you're just a... Well, they never said I was a sweet little girl. Because, you know, it's not, you know what? Someone that won't interact or talk to you or look at you or things like that. They're not, they're not. You want the little kids there, like, oh, look, I can do a song and a dance and my mom dresses me in cute clothes. We didn't have the money for that. You know, I came, if you see my hair before I do it in the morning, it's scary. I scare myself every morning. Sometimes I just get it wet before I look in the mirror because this is like, I don't know if God made it to be like a surprise thing for me <laughs> in the morning, but it can get scary, you know. And so I didn't ever look like that, you know. I remember in the class picture, and they made me sit in the front row, and my jeans were ripped and head holes. And I'm like, these girls are all in pretty dresses. And my mom popped all my hair off because she said, I can't deal with that either. Hold on a second. Um, And, you know, so I had, like, no hair, ripped jeans, everyone's happy, you know, and I'm just, you know, most of my class pictures, I was crying. (laughs) I'll have to bring them and show you, you know, Um, because that's what people said about me. You know, oh, she's just tough, you know. She doesn't need friends. She's not that smart. Well, I showed you because I had someone that believed me. You know, at 15, it really changed because, you know, I actually, I met Jesus and he said, no, no, I started learning what he said about me. And I'm like, I can do that. I can do that. So I went up, you know, when I was 12, I was raised Catholic and we have a bishop. They're kind of like the leader of a whole area, like the whole side of Michigan. And his name was Robert Rhodes. He's retired now, but he still lives in Grand Rapids. And you know what, something inside of me, you know, because I had been told that all my life, you know, and and I had been coming out of my shell, and um, I just, I didn't, I didn't know the Lord, I just knew of God, but I didn't have a relationship even at that time, but I always, as soon as I I started growing, and I just wanted to talk about Him, and I wanted to speak, and you know, in, in that there wasn't women that spoke, and Like, in my crazy boldness, I just walked up to him. I thought my parents would have passed out dead for me saying this, but they actually have, um, they're proud of me. And I said, you know what, I believe women can speak. And I'm going to speak. I said, and I'm going to have your job. (laughs) Oh, Lord. You know, so I said, I'm not living in any more glass ceilings. You know, sometimes I break ceilings I'm not quite ready to break. (laughs) because but you know i said i'm not going to live in that glass ceiling we're going to share our life story i share those stories because some of you guys are in that area in your life but people have said that about you Mm -hmm. wipe it clean it doesn't matter if people say you what does god say about you he tells me i'm hilarious i keep telling matt that that's what god says about me you guys agree right yes yes you know and i know that i'm beautiful you know i'm not going to be a size one it's okay I like cake, okay? And God says, I made, I made, I invented chocolate, Sarah. And I said, I know, you're such a good dad. You know, but I want to share my life stories because you know what? Everybody's going through things that, lies that the enemy has put on them for years. How many of you guys feel like, I might be living in a lie or two that the enemy's put on me? You felt that? Just the ladies, just the ladies. <laughs> you know, and just, just going out and saying, I know sometimes like, someone I don't know, and I say, hey, you want to go out for coffee with me? You want to go do something? And they're like, I don't really know you, you know what I mean? And, and start to step out and be like, yeah, it's not. Like when I say sit by somebody that's not in your family, <laughs> that took us a while to move, you know what I mean? Because it's, it's kind of scary, and it's like, well, this is what I've always known. You know, this is the box that I've lived in. This is what people have said about me. This is who I am. And God's saying, no, no, no. That's not who you are. I'm going to tell you who you are. We're going to break through the fear of what we think others think about us, right? We think others people. Most of the time, they're just thinking about what you're thinking about them. So they're not even thinking anything about you because they're too busy thinking about what you're thinking about them, right? Y'all caught that, right? Because that's how... <laughs> one more time, right? <laughs> but, you know, most of the time, like, sometimes I'll be, like, all self-conscious. I'm like, I bet you that other person doesn't even you know, notice that I'm walking past them because they're too busy thinking about, you know, them. Um, we've got to quit thinking about what others are thinking about stuff, and we've got to believe what God says about us. You know, what do we believe? You know, we say, I'm just weak. I just, I'm just not a real strong person. I'm weak. No, you're not. For you. you know, I'm just a shy person. That's a lie. God didn't create shy people. He never said, I called you to be alone. I called you to be shy. He doesn't say that. That's a lie. The devil created shyness. God's said pretty bold. They were walking with no clothes on. That's bold, okay? They weren't shy, right? Who created that self-consciousness in Adam and Eve? It wasn't God, right? They weren't shy. They probably wanted, weee, weee, that's awesome, (laughs) twirly, you know? Because they weren't shy. They didn't have to be. They knew what God said about them. But as soon as the devil's like, no, this is who you are, they're like, they're like, oh my gosh. You know? And God's like, what's wrong with you? He doesn't say that. I've heard a lot of people like, I just need to deal with this on my own. I'm, I'm just kind of a loner. God never said that about you. He gave Jesus, his son, friends, people, to partner with him didn't he just wasn't you know he he had to pay for it himself for our sin but god gave him 12 disciples sometimes they were crazy it's okay so he's saying you're not that's so when you say that that's a lie throw that out what does god say about you he made you to have connection to have fellowship. He made you to be bold. He made you to be brave. He made you to be confident. He made you to trust in him. God didn't say those things about you. You know who did? That was the enemy. And we start, if we say it in a nice voice, Oh, she's just shy. (laughs) Then that's okay, right? As long as you say it nice. I'm just really a loner. I'm glad you guys like hanging out and spending time with each other, but I'm just really a loner. Because as long as we say it nice, it's okay. Then we think God said it, right? No, he didn't. Then He's like, yeah, I got you. We can't allow our circumstances, the money or the lack of, things like sickness, worry, breakdown, self-hate, cloud our vision of what God is asking us to do and what he created us for. Use your weapons. Be brave. God gave you the weapon of praise. They shared something yesterday that, you know, this image of like demonic, like realm, like marching and angels marching and they're like, stopped. You know what I mean? Like, you've seen like a, what's a show y'all like that's three hours long? Yes. (laughs) See? Um, You know, like when they're like, you know, like waiting to fight and it just all stops and you know everyone thinks like the angels are going to overtake and and then all the angels turn and just look towards the lord yeah. and god stands up and it's finished they don't have to fight you know what i mean and so god's saying that's what i gave you in praise you don't have to worry about those things because when you praise me i got it i got your back i got your side be front behind your left your right you know i'm above you i'm under you i've got i i got your steps you know god's saying You don't have to worry, I gave you praise, even when you don't feel like it. You're like, oh, I don't know if I should raise, I'll just raise them here, you know? We got the, I'm shy, I want to be committed, is anybody watching me? Yes! Yes! I love you guys, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, you know that, like you go, like when I go to the Catholic Church with my parents, I'm like... Or you know you know i'm I'm worshiping i promise god um you know what i mean because you're like and god's like hey it doesn't matter if you feel like it you've had a really bad morning you got in a fight you're tired you know what i mean Mm -hmm. yesterday i got up at 4 30 in the morning guess what time i got up this morning 4 30 and i'm like god what do you want to say to me he's like well i got some things i want you to say tomorrow and i'm like you could have told me that at 10.30. <laughs> he's like, but you didn't want to listen. You wanted to go to bed. Oh, he always, he's he is hilarious too. That's where I get it from my dad. Um, but he's like, that's what praise is. Praise takes the focus off the enemy, you know, looking at each other like, oh my gosh, this has happened in my life. There's just an attack on my life. Yes, yeah, sometimes there is. And God's say, but don't worry about it. Start praising me, and instead of looking at what's going on, oh, oh, my gosh, my life is falling apart, and this person is sick, and I don't have money for this, and, and oh, my gosh, I have this weird rash, and, uh, you know, uh, and God's saying, no, 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 just praise me. And you're like, God, you are so good. Like, you're right, we have this building. I have different heels on today. You know, God, you're so good. You take care of us. You know, we live in a beautiful town. You know, Thank you, God. And you start praising him, and you start thinking, you know what? That's such a little thing God can take. And when your focus is no longer on what the enemy is trying to get you to focus on, it changes. Praise is so important, you guys. It is so important. It creates breakthrough in your life. You can do it anywhere, anytime, whether you feel like it or not. The worst is like when you get in a fight with somebody and then you got to go right into worship. You're like... And and first, you're just like I'm thinking. I should have said this. Someone got my hands up there, so everyone thinks I'm worshiping. I could have said this, and then pretty soon, you know, God just starts talking to you. And next thing you know, like you're just like in a whole different place. God said, "I just wanted. I just. It doesn't matter what's going on. I just want to give you that breakthrough. Let God tell you who you are." The um, I want to read in Philippians one six, and I love the voice. Translation. It says, I am confident in the Creator who has begun such a great work in you. So you're not finished. If there's something you don't like, don't worry. God's working on it. He has begun a great work in you. Among you will not stop in mid-design. He's not going to leave you half done. You know when you start a project and then you start another project and then you start another project and another project? God doesn't do that. He said, I'm still working on you. I'm still focused on you. I'm not stopping. He does not stop in mid-design, but will keep perfecting you until the day Jesus, the anointed, our liberating King, returns to redeem this world. He's saying, I am not finished with you. So if there's something that you don't like, if there is a lie that you believe, don't worry, I'm getting that out. I'm se- you know what? You seek me, you're going to have victory. I love the voice translation. that, you know, Because I'm alive, I'm growing. You can say, I have good fruit. You have good fruit in your life. There are good things from you. I like it sometimes when the people I don't like, I know I don't like some people, and then God, God's like, I want you just to think about three things you like about them. And I'm like, usually this is in the middle of the night that God wakes me up to do that because you know what happens if I don't think of three things that I, don't, that I like about them? I don't go back to sleep. So, um, so sometimes I'm like, you know what? When it says we have good fruit, even some of the most broken, painful people that are very um, hurtful to other people, are very um, angry, they still have good things because they're still created by God. And I think, okay, cuz we have good fruit in our lives because we are confident in who God made me to be. Repetition. When I was 20, I wasn't sure what who God made me to be. I wasn't even sure who God, every year, every time I go to something like that conference was amazing. Does it change my relationship? Yes, because it reminds me Of who I am. When I come here on Sunday, and, you know, I haven't been, if I, you know, miss my connection with people, sometimes I forget and I start believing what the devil has said about myself. Now, the last couple weeks, I've been so focused on things, and I just started feeling bad about my body. And I'm just like, oh, this is so gross, gross. And I'm thinking, you know what? Why am I saying that about myself? You know? Because God's saying, no, I made you. I want you to be confident. And what I'm God. I know what's going on. I made you and you're amazing. The things, the lies the devil's put in you from when you were small, I'm still getting, I'm working on that. But you're my plan for now. You're my plan for today. You're my plan for the town you live in. You're even my plan for your family. <laughs> I know you guys. I keep asking God if he's sure. And I don't mean like my immediate family. I mean like my family, you know. I'm the youngest of nine kids. I'm like, Lord, you know, why'd you give me such a long uh, list? Couldn't it you know, that's why I have two kids. Anything gets crazy, they only have each other to worry about. You know. He said, I want you to know who you are. Not who people have said you are. Not who you believe you are, but who I say you are we're going to step out, we're going to begin to be vulnerable, you know? When I talk about, oh, this is how I felt about myself, you know what I mean? Because you guys need to say, because that's that's what we feel at times. But when we're vulnerable with people, they begin to be like, wow, they're a human being too, you know? We try to look like we got it all together. I always let people see the sides of me that are not so beautiful, you know what I mean? And I usually prepare them to say, I like it my way. You know what I mean? Because I need them to say, I'm a human. God's working on me. And I'm vulnerable because what I'm showing you is you don't have to hide that part. God's going to work on you too. And he can use both of us together to change things in our lives, you know, to grow us. But if I act like everything's perfect in my life all the time, what does that do to you? On the inside, doesn't that make you feel like less or not as worthy or not as good as somebody? We start to judge ourselves like, oh, look at their life, it's so amazing. Yeah, because you see all the highlight reels. When they try to get you to come watch a movie, they don't show like the long, boring parts. They show you the most amazing pieces that they can do in a two-minute clip, right? Because they want your money. And if they just have the long introduction of how it's going, you're going to be like, this is boring, right? But when you're waiting and anticipating, and that's what it is sometimes, the devil convinces us, oh, their life is perfect. Nobody's life is perfect. God says, don't worry. In heaven, you know, through Jesus, I've got perfection. But see, I'm using you because every day now you get to choose. I don't want robots. You guys are not robots. So let's pray.